Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Mets were wrapping up their series, season series in South Florida with a rubber match that featured the young left-hander Jesus Lazardo for Miami and the veteran right-hander Marcus Stroman for the New York Mets. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. The Marlins get it done. They win another nail-biter. 3-2 over the Mets tonight in exciting fashion. Jazz Chisholm, a tie-breaking solo home run. With two outs in the bottom of the eighth, Dylan Floral worked it quick and easy. One, two, three, ninth. We like quick and easy ninth innings. Don't uh, seem to see a lot of those. But uh, tonight, Dylan Floral got the job done. We enjoy that quite a bit as the Marlins take this series, winning two out of three from the Mets and dealing the Mets' postseason hopes. A significant blow over the course of the last couple of nights here. Jesus Luzardo started for the Marlins against Marcus Stroman. And things started well enough for Luzardo in the top half of the first inning. Francisco Lindor ground ball to short for the first out. Pete Alonso went down swinging for the second out. So two outs on nine pitches. But then things got away a little bit from Luzardo. Javi Baez doubled. A wild pitch advanced into third base. J.D. Davis worked a walk. So in that first inning, the Mets had men at the corners with two down. And Michael Conforto at the plate. Luzardo steps off the rubber. Diaz way off the line at third. Miguel Rojas onto the right side of the infield. Then moves back to the left side of second base. And he asks Jazz Chisholm to move closer up the middle as well. 3-2 runner goes. Balls in the dirt. Goes to the backstop. And that's going to give the Mets the lead. A second consecutive wild pitch. Baez into score. And it's one to nothing. Well, he'd come back to strike out Kevin Pillar ending that first inning. But it was a 27-pitch first for Luzardo. And the Mets had a... One nothing lead. Marcus Stroman was really good in this ball game. Allowed only two base runners through the first five innings. Gave consecutive singles to Sandy Leon and Nissan Diaz with two outs in the second. That was all he surrendered through five. And the Mets would add to their lead in inning number three against Luzardo with one out and nobody on. The 23-year-old lefty went after Javi Baez. On 1-1, Baez gets a hold of one. Center field and deep. Sears back. He's at the wall. No chance. That's up onto the batter's eye. A home run for Baez. His 29th of the season to make a 2-0 Mets. It would stay 2-0 into the bottom half of the sixth inning. Through five, Stroman had retired 10 in a row. But he hit pinch hitter Eddie Alvarez with a pitch leading off the sixth inning. And when Miguel Rojas followed with a single, the first Marlins hit since the second inning, Alvarez went all the way to third. Marlins down by two, had first and third with nobody out for Jazz Chisholm. Nobody out, men at the corners, the 1-1 pitch, bouncing ball to the second baseman. 
Baez goes to second one, back to first. It gets away from Alonzo. In from third, Alvarez. It's a two-to-one game. Miami's on the scoreboard. And Chisholm on at first base on the fielder's choice. That is all the Marlins would muster in that sixth inning. So we went to the seventh. Mets on top, two-to-one. Luzardo went the first five and two-thirds from Miami. Two hits, two runs, walked four, struck out eight, matching his season high. Allowed the homer to Baez through a couple of wild pitches, including one that scored a run for Luzardo in five and two-thirds, 97 pitches, 58 strikes tonight. On the other side, Marcus Stroman would pitch into the seventh inning after Zach Pop got out of the sixth for the Marlins and Anthony Bass pitched a scoreless top of the seventh. Luzardo struck out Lewin Diaz to begin the seventh, but then Sandy Leon had an infield hit, putting a runner at first base with one out in the seventh inning. At that point, Stroman was pulled from the game. Brad Hand came on to pitch. The Marlins got an infield hit from Isan Diaz. That moved Leon up to second base. The Marlins ran for Leon with Alex Jackson, another catcher running at second base. And with the runners at first and third at that point in that seventh inning, uh, or first and second, rather, with one out in the seventh inning, the Marlins had... Lewis Brinson, the plate, pinching for Magnaris Sierra. A pitch got away from Brad Hand, went to the backstop. Jackson broke for third base, but a perfect carry right back to the catcher, McCann. And a good, strong throw to third base. And Jackson was out for the second out of the inning. So at that point, you had two outs. You had Isan Diaz at second base. He moved up at least 90 feet on the ball that went to the backstop. And the Marlins, looking to tie this game, had Lewis Brinson at the plate. Again, a 3-2, 2-out pitch. Hand to Brinson. And a slow dribbler, third base side, fielded by the pitcher. Hand fires the first wide. It goes into right field. Coming around third, Diaz. He'll score to tie the game. Brinson in at second base, close play. And he came off the bag. He's tagged out. The inning is over, but the Marlins tie the score. Hand rushing the throw to first base. He couldn't make the connection with Alonzo. But the Marlins have tied the game. It'll be an infield hit. Brinson is out trying to advance. Now the Marlins are looking at this one. They will not challenge. They wanted to see if Brinson was indeed out at second base. He was. It was the darndest inning. The Marlins sent four men to the plate, got three hits. But that was it. That was the end of the inning because you had the man out advancing at third base. You had Brinson gunned down trying to go to second when the ball went out into right field. So one run on three hits. There was an error. Nobody left in the seventh. We were tied 2-2 into the eighth. The eighth did not begin well for Anthony Bender. He allowed a leadoff triple to Pete Alonzo. So in a tie game, the Mets had the go-ahead man 90 feet away with nobody out. Marlins brought the infield in. Javi Baez hit a hard ground ball to the shortstop, Miguel Rojas. Alonzo stayed at third. Miggy threw Baez out. One down. J.D. Davis, the next man to the plate, hit a ground ball near the back at third base. It was fielded by Isan Diaz. Alonzo had to retreat to the bag because it was hit right at him, essentially. And Isan threw Davis out for the second out. Snyder had a man at third with two outs in the eighth inning. With the lefty Conforto coming up, the Marlins opted to intentionally walk him, putting Mets at the corners. You got a lefty pinch hitter at that point, Jeff McNeil. Donnie decided to pull Bender, bring the lefty Richard Blyer on to face McNeil, and he got out of the inning, a ground ball to shortstop. So after the leadoff triple by Alonzo, 
Marlins bullpen comes up big. Three ground ball outs. Alonzo never gets beyond third base. It stayed a 2-2 game into the bottom of the eighth. Juris Familia came on, and he was rolling along. Pinch hitter Joe Panic, ground ball to third, one out. Miguel Rojas, fly ball to center, two outs. Then, in a 2-2 game, like a bolt of lightning out of the blue, Jazz Chisholm. 2001, it became six series a year. Jazz gets a hold of one. A long fly ball, deep to right field. Conforto at the wall. Goodbye! A bunt to the home run porch. Jazz Chisholm with his 15th of the season. And the Marlins grab a 3-2 lead in the eighth. What a moment for Jazz. What a moment for the Marlins, who had the lead for the first time all night on that long drive, well back into the home run porch in right field. 402 feet, left the bat at 110.3 miles per hour. Jazz Chisholm with his 15th of the season, RBI number 46, his second of the night. And the Marlins had the lead at 3-2. Dylan Floro got the ninth inning. He struck out Dominic Smith for the first out. James McCann granted the first for the second out. So with two outs and nobody on, Mets were down to their last chance. Pinch hitter Jonathan Villar. Nobody on, two down. Marlins up a run in the ninth. Floral ready. The one-two pitch to VR. A swing and a miss. He struck him out to end it. And the Marlins beat the Mets 3-2. to two. So the Marlins take the series two games out of three after dropping the opener Tuesday night. A dramatic 2-1 win in 10 last night. A dramatic 3-2 win in nine tonight. The Marlins wrap up a 4-2 homestand. They've now won six of their last seven series here at Lone Depot Park. And they go three for three in home series against the Mets this year, winning them all. Well, they finished 7-3 at Lone Depot Park against the Mets this season. And outside adding that point, the guy on the radio just, I guess, pretty much summed it all up pretty well. So the Marlins win it 3-2, three runs, seven hits, no errors, three left. For the Mets, two runs, four hits and an error. They left seven, went 0-7 for with runners in scoring position tonight. Richard Blyer, the winning pitcher out of the bullpen, he got the final out in the top of the eighth. He's 3-2. and two. A blown save in the game for Brad Hand. The loss, though, goes to Juris Familia, who drops to 9-4. and four. Dylan Floro with save number 9. A perfect ninth inning, couple of Ks. Nicely done by Dylan Floro. Marlins over the Mets 3-2 in 2 hours, 59 minutes. So with the victory, Marlins have won 8 of their last 11 now at home. They've won 6 of the last 7 home series. They finished the homestand 4-2 and two against the Phillies and the Mets. Miami now 59-81 and 81 overall, including a 38-34 and 34 mark here at home. As for the Mets, they fall back below 500. They're 70 and 71, 29 and 44 on the road. They had won three straight series coming in, but they lose this one after taking the opener. They dropped two out of three here against the Marlins. Last night, Marlins pitchers struck out 15. Tonight, they strike out 13 more. And with each Marlins strikeout, meaning $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Think Initiative. Tonight, another $325 will be donated as the Marlins and AutoNation, again, partner this year to work to strike out cancer in our community for the season. Now, 1,186 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers. That means $29,650 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. 3-2 Marlins prevail. Did this one in regulation. They scored one time in the 6th, the 7th, and 8th innings, capped off by the two-run blast by Jazz Chisholm. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Daniel. Donnie, uh, you know, let's just start with the, the home run by Jazz uh, just to get a, a huge swing that late in the ball game. 
just kind of feel like you, you always know Jazz is going to come up with some sort of exciting moment for you. Well, he tries to all the time, so he's going to, he's going to do it now and then. <laughs> but, you know, Jazz is always trying to do something. And uh, he seems to have a, uh, a little flair for the dramatic. So, you know, that was – that was a beautiful swing, and and not sure I've seen a ball go further than that here in this building. That was ball was stomped on. Christina, yeah, Donnie, I'm curious. Like on the Mets side, you have Bobby Baez as a playmaker. It seems like Jazz almost kind of took upon himself after Baez had those two stolen bases um, to try to make plays as well. Is that? Something you see, like he's got that kind of personality that he takes upon himself. I think he's always trying to make plays. Um, and obviously, I know he stole the base right after, you know, getting us that first run by, you know, Eddie gets on and Miggy gets him first and third. And Jazz, you know, hits the ground ball and beats it out of first. Um, yeah, he had a pretty good feel that he's going to try to get that bag at second. So um, I think he's always, in general, trying to make plays. And, and trying to do something. So, I mean, you, you like that. You want guys going forward. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if, you know, one guy he's trying to outplay another, but uh, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. Daniel Alvarez? Yeah, Don, and Andrew Sardo, uh, what did you see from him tonight, um, especially after the first couple innings uh, with three, three walks, but then he kind of, made the adjustments. So what, what do you kind of see for him? Yeah, I think after the first, we talked about it before the game, you know, he seemed to get so, you know, he gets the two outs, gets the guy on second, gets a little amped up, you know, throws the three, two change up, uh, gets away. Uh, after that, he was, you know, gives up a, I think the high breaking ball to Javi a couple innings later. But other than that, uh, like you said, a little bit of command, but for the most part was making pitches um, and, and got us to, uh, you know, into the game and still in it, you know, so nothing got away from us. And also I, I wanted to ask about the play with McCann in, in the seventh inning when Lewis threw him out, uh, Lewin threw him out uh, at second base after the throw by, by Eason. Uh, so let's talk about the, the difference from, from Lewin and what have you guys have been able to see from him? Yeah, I think a couple of good bounces. That ball seemed to come back a little bit to Lewin. Uh, we've seen it a couple of times tonight. Jackson running, the ball hits the wall and comes right back to him. But Lewin did a nice job of getting after that ball quick uh, and a nice, you know, a nice strong throw. So I thought that was – obviously that was a big play there. Yeah, Donnie, you guys have won four of the last five series, three against contenders. Uh, any common thread between that? What are you seeing from your club right now? Well, we're hanging in there. Uh, obviously, a, a little bit like tonight, I feel like our, our starting pitching, we talked about that when we got into this last month. We felt like we were going to have kind of our guys back uh, where you were throwing a regular starter out there every every day who you, you felt like was going to give you a chance to win. Uh, again, we've, we've, played, we've been playing well here at home for sure. We've we got to see if we can right the ship there in Atlanta on the road. Um, but we've definitely been playing good here at home. And we're getting, you know, we're getting big outs like tonight. Uh, you know, Pop comes in and gets this big out to get out of the, I think it's the sixth. Uh, we get a clean out, inning out of Bass um, in the seventh. You know, Bender gets, you know, the, the fly ball into in right. 
gets himself two ground balls, and then we and then Flyer gets the last out. We're we're kind of getting our outs right now, um, you know. And then obviously Floral did a nice job. So I think everything kind of right now we're we're getting enough good pitching and we're scoring enough runs when we need to um, to be able to win some of those games. Yes. Yeah, Donnie, I just wanted to follow up with you on the bullpen, uh, specifically Bender. You know, it could have been kind of hairy there uh, leading off that eighth inning with the triple to Alonzo, but just how, I guess, significant were maybe those next couple of outs for him, especially still being a young guy, to, to just be able to record those outs after giving up that leadoff triple. Yeah, to, to keep himself together, right? And that's what he does. He's a tough matchup, especially on right-handers. That sinker is real, and it's and it's it's heavy and it's hard, and you know with the combination of the slider, he's a tough guy to get the ball in the air with. So, uh, not that you're in a great spot, but he kept his composure, threw the ball on the ground twice for us. It happened to be at our guys, so um, you know he did a nice job of just keeping himself together and making pitches. Marlins manager Don Manningly after the Marlins victory over the New York Mets. A late night, but a happy flight for the Marlins last night has taken them to Atlanta, Georgia, where tonight Trevor Rogers goes opposite of the veteran right-hander Ian Anderson. 720 first pitch, 650 airtime for Marlins on deck on the Marlins radio network, driven by AutoNation.